Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The 293rd edition of the Four Corners Podcast starts right now. This is the Four Corners Podcast. Montross is bleeding from the head. Wow. One thing that's unusual, he's only had one double-double this year. Last year, he had 18 and 17 in 1990. Only one this year. Kind of surprising. That's interesting. And tonight, Montross. Lakers didn't even go for him. Montross is playing a huge game tonight. He's got eight points. It's a one-point card. He'll lose. Montross is bleeding from the head. Wow. Here are your hosts, Josh Marlowe and Anthony Pagnotta. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Four Corners Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services. Josh and Anthony, we're back with you guys once again today. Um, and we're going we're gonna to recap the loss to Kentucky over the weekend in the CBS Sports Classic, go through all the stuff we normally do, um, take a look at the box score. We got audio from Huber Davis, takeaways, discussion, um, and much more. But we got we got more important things to do before we, we get to that. Um, I'm sure you know by now that because uh, Carolina basketball and really Carolina athletics and the university as a whole um, – has addressed it and put out various different forms and statements on the matter. But uh, we were made aware this morning that that Eric Montross, former Carolina basketball player, member of the 1993 National Championship team, um, and longtime broadcaster for the Tar Heel Sports Network, uh, he passed away um, at uh, at 52. Um was diagnosed with cancer back back in March. Um, and like this family always does, wrapped arms around him, um, prayed for him, supported him in ways that really no other family that we ever see in sports do. Um, kept kind of quiet on, on the fight. Would get, you know, sporadic updates from time to time. But if you happen to... To see the video that, that they put out at the late night or the, the, the live the live action with Carolina basketball, you knew it wasn't good because um, you could look at him and, 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 and tell that, that he was sick and he wasn't getting any better. Um, and unfortunately, like many people do, he, he, he lost his battle um, yesterday afternoon. Um, we we were made aware this morning. Um, and this is really hard. I uh, never watched Eric Montross play. The only thing I know about him as a player is what I've read, what I've been told, and what other people have said but as a uh, 
As a boy that grew up without a TV. <laughs> a lot of my, uh... Introduction to this program was voiced by him and by Woody Durham and by Jones Angel. But he was the one constant. He was the guy that I would huddle over a, a little radio in my room and listen to call Carolina basketball. Through the good, calling national championships, big-time wins, amazing comebacks, and through the bad, heartbreaking defeats, losses to Duke. This was the, a voice that was just as much the constant as anybody else's that is uh, associated with the program. Um, and the thing is, is that his impact... It's so much bigger than basketball. That's what we focus on here. Um, and that's how I grew to be introduced to him, grew to love him. But when you look at a a four-year decision at Carolina is a 40-year decision. It's it's a lifetime decision. This man reflects that. The, the, the scholarship money he raised um, and changed the lives for so many Athletes, students um, will never be measured. You look at his Father's Day um, basketball event that impacts so many. His his fingerprints to to not be a coach um, were as much on the program as any current or former coach, and as much as any former player, um, and. He shouldn't expect anything otherwise. The the man was was coached by Dean Smith um, and broadcasted the Roy Williams era. So he knew what it meant to be a Tar Heel. He loved Carolina. Uh, obviously, he loved Carolina basketball. And this is really, really hard. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's something that I guess a lot of people probably saw coming at some point. I mean, again, it was just the worst possible thing that could have happened. It seems like they found it late. It was stage four already. Um, but it's. I mean, it's as as hard as it gets. It's, it, I mean, we've had some some passings in recent years, um, but you're talking about a guy that was connected to the program in so many different ways. You're talking about a guy that was a prolific player, was a two time consensus All American, um, and and had really one of the most memorable moments in the history of the Duke Carolina rivalry with the elbow the the elbow that he takes bloody montross i mean and for him you know to then turn around and and become 
you know, the most legendary radio voice that Carolina had in terms of analysts um, was amazing. And, you know, he was connected. You talked about all the different things that he did. He was so connected to the program. He was so connected to the community. Um, and, and, you know, you talked about some of the events that he had. Um, one of the other things that he did that... that you know, everybody has talked about so much since his diagnosis with cancer was his connection to the children's hospital at Carolina and especially the cancer research portion of the children's hospital. And for him to have to go through this and now eventually pass away from it is just heartbreaking. Um, you know, there were so many people that you know, I'm th- that immediately came to my mind um, when I saw the news that uh, I'm thinking of and 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 praying for uh, starts. You know, of course, with his his family. Um, and can't even imagine ha- having to deal with that, especially to lose your father, who was uh, so so young. I mean, 52 years old. A lot of people, you know, look at it, and it's 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 been a while since he was on the court at Carolina. But you got to think. I mean, this is this is still a guy that you know for. For me, he, he's not even older than my parents, um, and for him to pass away at that age is is just unbelievable. So, of course, praying for his family, um, praying for you know the, the his his friends and the people uh, that he worked with. Of course, Jones Angel had such a close relationship with him. Uh, Adam Lucas as well, who, who worked alongside of him. Uh, I can't even imagine what those guys are going through today. Um, you know, ha- having to deal with the the loss of a guy that they they probably considered a true friend um and then you know the basketball program as a whole the the carolina family um he he was a guy that was revered by so many and we've seen it i mean so many different former toriels have commented on social media already about his passing and it shows you just how closely tied this university is especially to a figure like that um that has such you know a, a big presence at carolina was a guy that um you know from what we've heard from people we never unfortunately got to meet him i talked to him a couple of times on the phone and it was pretty much just hey how you doing bringing him in for uh an interview that we had on the main the main airwaves here at wfnz but even in those interactions uh just one of the nicest guys that you will meet um and you know carolina is not going to be the same without him i think most in in most people's minds when we saw the news that uh carolina was going to fill his shoes for this season we thought okay they're filling his shoes and he'll be eventually be back and we'll get to hear his voice again and to know that we're not going to be able to is just un- unbelievable um and it's i mean i think everybody you know, probably feels the same way as me that when they saw the news, their heart immediately dropped. So again, um, we're praying for his family. We're praying for his friends. Um, and you know, this this is a, a huge loss for the Carolina basketball family. And um, you know, they're they're going to honor him the first chance they get, probably in that game against Charleston Southern that they play before they, of course, go into conference play. Yeah, it's um, and look, we're going to go ahead uh, call an audible. Um, we'll come back later today and discuss Kentucky. Um, now's now's not the time. It's not the place. 
it's not appropriate um, to recap that loss because there's some things we got to talk about in that that Yes, in the grand scheme of things, matter. They matter in this season. They matter to this team, but they don't matter. They don't matter right now. Um, and you're talking about a guy that you know mentioned two-time All-American, that 1993 team that won a national championship. You know, you look at how impactful Donald, you know, Donald Williams was, George Lynch was. He was he was the glue that that you know that put it all together, um, and, and and kept it all together. Was first team All ACC, All NCAA tournament East region all final four team um you know was the prototypical you know during that time a, a, a great big that came through and went through the program um and helped carolina achieve a lot on on on, on the basketball court you know the nba thing just wasn't you know didn't pan out but for most people that are seven foot back then it didn't pan out because they didn't know how to take care of their bodies they didn't know how to, to get their bodies in a position to play the way seven footers play the game now and play as long as they do now um and it, it led him to come back to carolina and, and, and be the broadcaster that he became and um you know like for me as as i said during you know a six minute you know monologue of me crying was the voice of was was the voice of my childhood um and as a young kid that uh that dreamed of doing this um you know, it was as much as Woody Durham was the the man that got all the recognition, rightfully so. Woody Durham's the best play by play man I've ever I've ever listened to. Mm-hmm. Like Eric Montross was in the same breath. I remember writing a paper about me calling basketball games with Eric Montross. Like that's how <laughs> that's how much I dreamed of it. Um and it's not the the path that I've taken in radio or in sports. Um but the impact is still there. He's, you know, as, as someone that's interviewed Jones Angel, as someone that's interviewed Adam Lucas, that's interviewed the former head coach and Matt Doherty, he's as much a guy that I wish I would have gotten the chance to spend 20 to 30 minutes with talking basketball, um, talking life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just it just didn't happen. And, you know, I think... Well, we, we thought, we, we honestly, we thought we had a lot more time. I mean, you're talking about he was diagnosed last March. So, le- I mean, less than nine months. So I think, yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, we should have probably been a little more aggressive trying to get him on. Um, and, you know, it's 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 something that we'll, we'll regret for a long time because, yeah, I mean, he was incredible. That's the other thing, right? Incredibly insightful. A guy that would keep keep it straight. He was not a guy that was just there to kind of fluff up Carolina, like you'll see with some other game analysts for some of these other schools. He he told you like it was, and I think that's the thing that we appreciated about it. Anytime that you listen to Eric Montross talk, you learn something. I I mean seriously, there there's every interview that he did on the station anytime I would listen to him call games or talk in the post game I learned something that I wasn't thinking about from the game or from you know when they, we would bring him on the station from you know a certain stretch of the season and 
that's the thing that you want the most in broadcasters. And he did it with a passion because he was at the school that he contributed so much to. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy with that 93 team that was was one of the main reasons they took down the Fab Five, which in many people's eyes is one of, if not the best college basketball team to ever take to the court. And the way he played, physical, and I mean, just I mean that that year in 1993, I mean a guy that averaged 15.8 points per game. So, yeah, he was your typical bang-around center down low, but a guy that really learned how to score the basketball and do so at a high level. And it's the reason why he was drafted where he was in the NBA. And look, even in the NBA, he still had an eight-year career in the NBA, even though he wasn't a guy that uh, you know will, will be remembered by a lot of people. Um, probably even the majority of, of, of the teams that he played for, most of their fans probably do not remember that name, but he's a guy that had an impact in so many different places. You're seeing so many people talk about him, and I think that's why this one hurts so much. And I mean, you look at it, I mean, to lose him so soon after you lost Walter Davis, I mean, you're, you're talking about two of Carolina's legendary players from separate decades. It's just... It's it's hard to comprehend that Carolina has had those two big losses within a handful of months in their program. It's been um, it's been a rough decade for the family. You, you know, you, you look back at you know losing Bill Guthridge, losing losing Coach Smith, losing Stuart Scott. Um, everyone kind of forgets that Roy Williams had a cancer scare in there as well, multiple knee surgeries. Of course, now he's retired. Um, you know, you mentioned Walter Davis passing away. Now, now you lose you lose Eric Montross, and uh, it's been it's 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 rough. It's it's a hard thing to do, but. <laughs> You know, I think it's something that as much value and stock we put into the family side of things, like not to say that other programs don't have it, because other programs certainly do. It's just different here because how many former players, I mean, within five minutes had had already flocked to Twitter or social mm-hmm. media? Um, the, the, the contingent that might just be in Charlotte Wednesday night now for the Jumpman Invitational is going to be bigger because the family's just going to be there to support one another through a difficult time. That first home game back after Christmas will be as emotional a setting we've seen in Carolina's basketball history because there's you would imagine there's going to be some sort of honor towards him. I would imagine, like they did for Coach Smith, there might be a public ceremony depending on what the family wants to do. And we've seen the way that the Carolina the, the Carolina family shows up and, and, and shows out for this. But as I was I was putting together the article and really trying to to find the words to say, it brought me back to Stuart Scott, who, like Eric Montross, passed away from cancer. But when he won the award at uh, you know that the, they hand out um, every year at the ESPYS in honor of Jimmy V, the Arthur Ashe Award, you know he delivered another famous speech and a quote that really applies here. 
When you die, it does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. Eric Montross didn't didn't lose. Like basketball comebacks that that fall short. Mm-hmm. He ran out of time. Um, and I know it's maybe not the most popular thing we do when it's Jimmy V week and we either play the audio of Jim Balvano's speech or we use his quote for the thought of the day. But as I said, this year when we were getting ready for the Jimmy V Classic, there's certain things that transcend rivalries. Um, as someone that, that donates to the Jimmy V Foundation, I, I, I encourage you, if you have the means, a dollar, five dollars, whatever it is, donate it. Because it's it's an organization that every single dollar that you donate, it goes to cancer research. Um, and it didn't save Eric Montross's life, but it might save someone, like Jim Balvano said, it's not going to save his life, but it might save someone that you know, someone that you love, one of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, because this was a man that, as you mentioned, very tied in with the, the Children's Hospital at Carolina. You would imagine the V Foundation, if it didn't already mean something to him and his family beforehand, I bet you it means a lot more now. Um and, uh, you know, it's just a sad day. Like, I remember where I was when I learned that, you know, Coach Smith passed, when Bill Guthridge passed, when Stuart Scott passed. And not to say that those didn't hit because those hit. This one was as much I had a, a closer, you know, relationship to without ever knowing because of – as someone that listened to basketball games, listened to pre- and post-game shows, listened to him on the call because the TV guy wasn't very good. Um, and, you know, broadcasting you know, means a lot to me, obviously, as someone that is a professional broadcaster. Um, and in closing, this this is just a really sad day. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, we'll, we'll go behind the scenes. We didn't record Saturday. Because it was Anthony's birthday, it was Anthony's dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. Didn't record yesterday because I was helping my mom all get ready for Christmas. Well, and we still got internet problems at my place, so that's uh, part of it's on me. And the now justified decisions. Yes, because yeah, I want to talk basketball, and we will. But this is a week before Christmas, and a family just lost its father. Yep. yep. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Four Corners Podcast. Before we let you go, guys, um, I do encourage you to visit the website, HealToughBlog.com. We got an article up about Eric Montross's passing if you want to go and check that out. A little bit more background information statement from Carolina Athletics is in there. Um, all the other stuff that is typically there, basketball coverage, football coverage, and the like, that's HealToughBlog.com. Um, we do encourage you guys, if you haven't already, to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on every major podcasting platform. Just simply search the Four Corners Podcast, and we will pop up. 
We're there, like as I mentioned, we do encourage you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. That way you don't miss any editions of the show throughout the remainder of the basketball season. But with that, guys, this is going to wrap up this edition of the show. We want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Anthony for hosting with me. Rest in peace, Eric Montross. And as always, go Tar Heels. Gets the roll. Here we go. Page has it. Carolina down one, 84-83. Page into the front court with four seconds. Page to the rim. Got, got it, good. got it. Nine-tenths of a second to go. Inbounds. Washington gets it to Warren. His full court shot, no good. Marcus oh, Page baby. does it for the Tar Heels. Carolina wins it, 85-84. to 84. That is ten in a row for UNC. <laughs> that is fitting.